0: Live music used to be the standard for music, but particularly in the pandemic world or post-pandemic world, depending on who you're asking, it's a pretty rare commodity. And two young fellas, I didn't feel young after this concert we went to, Nope. (laughs) recently experienced the the musical stylings of Jacob Collier. That's right. We're going to be talking about concerts in general and the Jacob Collier in Vancouver concert. Today on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that usually compares famous songs to many cover versions to find out which version is good or something. But this week, we're talking about live music and we'll be talking about some covers too, but. Yeah. We're talking about live music in general and in specific. I'm your host, as always, the Snake. Joining me is my Concerto co-host, sure, um Alex
1: Mildenberger. The word concert in Alex Mildenberger, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been off work for the past couple of days. Um, running, running, not running. That's, that's why lazily so sauntering tired. around the city of vancouver yeah to see things and be a tourist taking in the sights
0: taking in the rain directly Thanks,
1: the rain sounds, sounds sounds that's what we're here for now
0: that's what we're here for now took in some sounds um you're on the, one of the noisiest streets in uh in vancouver right now east hastings
1: yeah the only thing noisy from my hotel was i mean it wasn't bad there was someone playing flute on the street below Okay. I couldn't see them from my window, though, but then I, I saw them when I was coming over here. Ah. I was impressed that um traveled that far.
0: That is impressive. We got a, a couple. I haven't heard them in a minute, but there's like some rogue saxophonists who will kind of play in and around the Chinatown area here. Very cool when you pass them by when you're trying to sleep at night. Not as cool. Not so great. Not so great. Um, what is great, Alex, though, I think you'll agree, is live music. Yeah. I know some people think that... Yeah. You know, like you get older, you complain about going to concerts. Oh, I have to stand for so long. It's late. I have work tomorrow. I still like a good concert, though. Yeah. Do you have complaints of physical ailments as a man whose body is trying to kill him? <laughs>
1: well, my feet right now are not in the best shape, so we did stand for that concert, and I probably would have sat for some of it if I had the option.
0: Yeah, given the option, and it was a sold-out show, I think. Yeah. But I would have, I would have much preferred to sit through it.
1: But honestly, like I didn't start going to concerts where I actually stood until relatively recently, like last five years. Probably yeah. that's even pushing it.
0: I'd say that's about the same for me.
1: And like I uh, often enjoy that, but the downside being you're crammed really close together, Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of weird in you know this day and age. Even though we did it.
0: Yeah, yes. it was. It was particularly weird. You and I were both masked, but yeah. I mean, it was about one in ten people, if that, in the yeah, crowd.
1: Definitely not many.
0: Not many. Um, but yeah, standing in a concert, the communal feels great, particularly when you are also really into the music happening.
1: That r- definitely helps.
0: Because that, I if it doesn't, you know, melt down the disease barrier, but the the social awkwardness barrier. Like, well, we're all here. Yeah, moving as one entity. <laughs> Um, and uh we were not part of the one entity last night.
1: No, and I mean I do like some Jacob Collier songs. Um Yeah, I don't hate him, I'll tell you that. But I it did the the concert did make me realize like I don't like all Jacob Collier songs. Yeah. It's like, um
0: it's in passing.
1: Yeah. Like, oh Jacob Collier, yeah. yeah. And they often it's the kind of thing you can have on in the background. It has some weird stuff, but even but um a lot of the songs, particularly a lot of like the slower ones, mm-hmm. um, terrible. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I thought the concert dragged a bit in the middle when when they when he brought those out. There's I a think a lot there, of concerts know. drag in the middle, though. This one kind of dragged a bit, went back up, and then dragged a bit, and then like I'd say built at the end. But then there was the. Um, yeah. Then there was the the encore, and that the was encore. a whole whole
0: other thing. We're gonna get more into that, as you can tell. We have some thoughts, but yeah. let's just talk about concerts and let's talk about some good concerts, sure. some bad concerts we've been to. Concerts, Alex. What was your first concert? I'm sure we've talked about this on the show. Before. Yeah, the
1: first one that I remember and mm-hmm. wasn't like Raffy. Uh, so honestly, the answer is probably like Raffy, Raffy, now- <laughs> or or Norman Foote, Maybe I don't remember. You know, like a a children's singer. A
0: children's singer. That makes sense. I guess, yeah, I probably saw, like, at Calgary Stampede or something, a children's entertainer who sang.
1: Yeah, because there's a... a, I don't know if they still do it. Calgary, like, Children's Festival? And it was a bunch of stuff like that. And we would go and, like, get glow sticks and listen to kids' songs and stuff. Yeah. I I didn't go that... or I was very young. I don't know how many times I went, but... But it was a seated
0: concert, not standing room. Yeah, it was,
1: like, um... It's the theater. at State.
0: Oh uh, the, mm. <laughs> the, the, the jubilee! jubilee! It was yep.
1: like the jubilee. The jubilee! It was like yeah, it, was, yeah. it was pretty legit.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, some of the first concerts I probably went to was like a school field trip to the jubilee auditorium. Yeah, to see like an orchestra or and, something.
1: And I remember, like, I remember at least one, actually, probably at least two a cappella groups coming to my elementary school. That's too many. That's too too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was like very amusing. Was like they're making those sounds with their. With their mouths. mouths. He's not even a jug. He's just making jug sounds. This
0: man is a jug.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Unreal. Yeah, that's like my earliest memories of concerts. But my first like rock and roll show, like Mm -hmm. popular music, was Rush. Really? For the uh, Snakes and Arrows.
0: Snakes and Arrows. That's mid-2000s. Mid-aughts.
1: 2007, probably.
0: Yeah, okay. 2007. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good first show.
1: I, I yeah, I, I feel like I didn't like totally appreciate
0: it at the like time. Yeah, I thrown into I the deep like end Soon of Rush. prog rock yeah. <laughs> first go. Yeah, what? Where did you? Where did you start concerts? Start concerts. Yes. I was seven years old. Um, I was mm-hmm. jealous of my siblings because they had already been taken to. I can't remember. If it, I think it was Share. They had gone to, or was it Celine Dion? They went to one of those two artists. One of those. And they had t-shirts from it. And they're like, oh, we got to go see it. I was like, I want to go to a show and get a t-shirt. I didn't care about the music. (laughs) It was a t-shirt. It was a t-shirt. secondary. So the first concert we went, I got to go to with the family, was Super Tramp, which we had listened to on road trips. I was like, oh, yeah, Super Tramp was one of the first CDs I bought. Um, So seven years old. Go to Super Tramp. I can't remember who it was that wasn't present, but it was one of the, it was like the lead singer.
1: Yeah, because there's, um, uh, um, what are their names?
0: Yeah, I can't uh, remember their names you know. at the moment. I guess I have access to the internet in front Super of me.
1: Tramp 1 and Super Tramp
0: 2. Yeah, Mr. Super and Mr. Tramp, the uh, <laughs> the incredible duo.
1: Um, But yeah, they uh, Rick Davies Ooh. and Roger Hodgson. So Roger Hodgson. Roger
0: Hodgson was not present.
1: Yeah, like left the band. I don't know when, but like long enough ago that we were probably not born yet.
0: Yeah. And in 2000 or yeah, it would have been 2000 or like yeah. 2001, it was still not in the band. Yeah. That was mine on eleven. He's been doing no. his own thing for a while, <laughs> but, but you, <laughs> you don't know that when you're that age. No, you don't. So it was just like some of the guys from Supertramp, a couple of replacement guys, and I knew like Fools Overture, and then like a couple of the hits, <laughs> and they did not play much of those. So it was like Supertramp deep cuts. They
1: probably skipped some Roger Hodgson songs, and a lot of those are like the bigger, yeah, um, more accessible,
0: hits. more accessible hits. And I I needed access, and I did yeah. not have it. So it was a terrible first time concert for me I didn't get to get a t-shirt my family was like we'll get one after the show I was like can I get a t-shirt he was like no the show sucked I was like oh, yeah but I want a fucking t-shirt oh, no. <laughs> so you it want wasn't, to remember this? yeah it's tough so it wasn't until 2011 um, I think my first like Without my family, concert was Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie. Alice Cooper with yeah. you and and friend of the podcast, actually enemy of the podcast, but friend <laughs> Jacob McLeod.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, that was such a long
0: time ago. That was a long time ago. Pretty good show to get back into it. You get the theater of Alice Cooper.
1: Yeah, I we I, we didn't have like the best seats, but it was a pretty cool show. Uh, I just always remember, and this probably isn't that uncommon, but like him. Alex Cooper that is being in a in a straight jacket and uh on stage in a spotlight while there were like um strobe lights going on. I thought yeah. that was a really cool effect. Oh and that yeah. that one I've remembered in particular from yeah. that show. But there's some cool stuff it was uh, I think a particular tour where he was like doing a lot of on stage deaths. Yeah, so he was like was- constantly
0: dying. I remember the t-shirt almost more than I remember all the deaths cuz it was like a skull with like syringes. Theater of death. Theater of death. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Um, and I did get a T-shirt at that Got show. A t-shirt from that one, fucking good one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Great show, uh, Alex. Let's talk about some of the some of the most memorable concerts we've been to. Mm-hmm. There's a few good ones. Um. The first time I saw Frank Turner it was for my 23rd birthday. Actually, a lot of Frank Turner concerts in general just hit the memorable category for me. They're they're good shows. They're fucking I've, I've seen him twice. You've seen him three times. Three times. Yeah.
1: Cause the first time you went, uh, you had been like telling me to listen to, him, and I am yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to." It. And then I finally did. I was like, "Oh, I should have done this years yeah. ago. Should have done it years ago." <laughs> um, but yeah, I've seen him once fully with you, and once as an opener. Yeah, once as an opener, which was the still Arkellis. good.
0: Uh, but you know, it was it was like forty minutes. Yeah. So, but just yeah, like nonstop energy from the second he got on stage. Yeah, and then we got to hear him sing Bruce Springsteen songs in the the main people's yeah. act.
1: When the Arkells are playing. That the was Arkells very cool playing. as well.
0: Yeah. Very cool. One of, the, one of the best artists in the concert game. Great great concert tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the harmonica bit. Where yes. he's like, come on up. He grabs somebody from the audience. He says, come play the harmonica. Do the harmonica solo in this song. In this song. We're going to point to you and you just fucking rip. Just do whatever you want to do. And for anybody who's less music literate than me, which is you know, not very literate at all, but if you don't have any knowledge, a harmonica is always in a certain key. So, essentially, as long as the band around you is all playing in that key, whatever you're playing is going to sound like it fits.
1: Yeah, if you're just blown on a harmonica, you're going to be in the right key, pretty much. Um, the, moving out of the key is kind of a more advanced technique. So
0: Yeah, that's, that's something else. And it's then, a good move. It's a good move. So good that at that opening show where he opened, yeah. he did that trick, and then the band after him, the Arkells, pulled somebody up to play guitar
1: do you yeah. remember this yes i do remember that and it was like why the guitar is so much more complicated like you just you can find i mean i'm sure a lot of people in the audience do know how to play the guitar but like you're not guaranteed yeah it's not like the harmonica thing where it's like it's like to anybody yeah
0: no bar it just needs to breathe no on requirements it. like come up here and they're like showing them chord patterns yeah giving them sheet music and they're like, <laughs> you know, all right, that's enough.
1: And I'm sure they had to like turn them down. In the yeah, you like, must have to. The right? audio engineer is like, oh,
0: they're doing this again, this fucking bit.
1: And like, yeah, it wasn't as effective. Yeah,
0: just a real clumsy execution of yeah. the same thing. Um, yeah, I'm talking about bits here because I'm also thinking about Jabe Collier, who has a very clear and distinct one bit that he does. He does,
1: and he, yeah, and. I was, I believed in it coming in. I, I did too. It seemed good. But it, it ended up being a bit one note, ironically. ironically because he had us singing quite a few a, different notes. And his notes. thing is, he kind of directs the audience to make sounds.
0: Yeah. Usually like a, uh, so if you're but going occasionally to Jacob Collier, like Tch! or a sound effect. Yeah, kind of sound. Thing. He had him doing like, tsss, yeah. And it, get, it gets out. And the first time he does it, It's kind of cool because it's right at the open. And so it serves, because you know that it's going to happen throughout the show. So it serves as like a vocal warm up for us, the audience. And also serves to get us all on the kind of like the same wavelength. It's a kind of a good unifying technique. Mm -hmm. I could also swear I've seen it done by like youth pastors or like guest speakers at churches. That's what.
1: famously, uh, Freddie Mercury would do at the beginning of shows as well. He would not not quite the same, but he would do his vocal warmups oh, and get people yeah. to sing along with him. He'd go, Dale! And they'd be, Dope! You know.
0: Yeah. So,
1: there's precedent
0: for it. There is precedent. There is a lot of Jacob Collier that reminds me of artists I like more. I think maybe execute things he does better, or...
1: Yeah, that was also something I thought uh, at the show, which was It seems like, and I can't comment on all of it because there's a lot of like far out exciting jazz stuff he has that I'm not really that knowledgeable about, but it seemed like he definitely is someone who like takes bits from other other things and artists and whatever. He combines them in potentially interesting ways, Mm -hmm. but like the things that he's doing aren't individually necessarily that exciting and like far out. Um, at least for the things that I recognized.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we're talking about far out. This is a good way to flip to going back to the general discussion, talking about sort of sort of less impressive concerts, some of that middling ground. Sure. And of course, what this you know far out exciting jazz is a quote from Frank Zappa. Yeah, and we've seen Dweezil Zappa live.
1: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Keep <laughs> forgetting uh, about that. A uh, show
0: you've forgotten because unfortunately, like kind of some of the same faults with Dweezil Zappa that fall with Collier. Different though. But it's the same, like, wow, technical prowess. He certainly has that. Yeah. Um, with Dweezel, it was more it was almost like a lack of showmanship, although he was doing some of the same bits his father yeah.
1: did. Zappa plays Zappa like felt like an imitation. It mm-hmm. felt like he was doing. It didn't feel as natural as I imagine you actually seeing, you know, Frank Zappa Frank directing Zappa. would be. He's trying to imitate Frank Zappa.
0: Yeah, trying to bring some of that back to And us, as
1: good as he is at the guitar, and like there's some good solos and stuff, and mm-hmm. there was some impressive musicianship on display. But like his motions, even the way he moved, like uh, Frank Zappa is kind of known for like, he'll like raise his arm up. He like directs basically. Yeah. So there's a lot of like arm motions and he'll. Do some things for timing with the band and it just kinda like looked more robotic in Zappa Play Zappa.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, because he is he is aping the performance. And yeah. so we we get the technical skill of Dweezil, but we lack his actual like mark on the music. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I mean that was the point. He was they were like, We're gonna be playing Roxy and Elsewhere, front to back kind of thing, which is like cool, but also it would have been kind of neat if there was a little bit more of his own finger.
0: Yeah, on. even if he like Yeah, just intersperse some things in, or like changed arrangements more or something. Yeah,
1: other than like the bit where they had technical difficulties in the show and they just like played some random jazz jam for.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. A
1: couple minutes, which was
0: honestly probably the most interesting part of the show. Yeah, because they had to break from form, right? Yeah. Another show we've talked about that too close to form. We've talked about on the podcast was that Supertramp, like Records Live or whatever. Yeah. Way back. Classic
1: Albums Live. Classic
0: Albums Live, that was the organization. Utterly terrible. Yeah,
1: we went to with Jesse. Mm -hmm. Friend of the Podcast. Friend of the
0: Podcast. A shout out to Jesse, not Jesse the Albums by Jacob (laughs) Collier, though.
1: No D in this.
0: No D in this. Um yeah, I'm jumping back to Jacob Collier now though. I think he also lacks You talked last week about All Night Long how some people kind of criticize him as being soulless. Yes, I felt a little more of that in the live performance.
1: Yeah, and so another thing I also was thinking of in similar vein, um, it, like I said, I said this last week, he really seems to like believe in what he's doing, and um, I think that's great. But also, there is something right, mm-hmm. and I think part of it, I was listening to the lyrics, and I feel like, like lyrically, I don't think he's like quite there. His lyrics are very much. I've, or I don't really view them it's, as being particularly insightful. Mm-hmm. It's very straightforward. It'll be like, this is a love song. We'll talk yep. about love and like, a oh, baby, I love you kind of thing. And like, this one's about like togetherness, but it's just like, let's hold hands and be together. And like, it yeah. doesn't really take the ideas to the next step. And maybe that's fine if the music is interesting, which it is mm-hmm. um, in a lot, a lot of them. Uh, and it's like very dense, and there's these densely packed harmonies. Um, but but yeah,
0: the lyrics don't really add. So, again, if we're comparing it to like Frank Turner or something, there's more ideas there. Yeah, there's more ideas. There's more of a a person behind the idea, mm-hmm. right? Like thinking of that. Thinking I'm gonna take a shot in the dark because I wasn't at the show. But the Flaming Lips, you know, they touch on like a lot of psychedelic ideas. And while I haven't seen david bowie live i have listened to live albums of him as is and i'm familiar with his music you want to talk about the idea of unity rock and roll suicide right yeah. that's unity painted in this desperate dying light like a lot of bowie stuff from that era is and that makes it poignant that makes it meaningful it gives it character and it makes it connect with jacob collier's work it's yeah lyrically it is lacking and then the music behind it is just technical
1: yeah, well, I think it can be, and I I don't know, maybe it's just, like, hard to parse, like, because of the density, and I know sometimes things, you know, need further analysis, and mm-hmm. some things are more dense, and a lot of prog rock in particular is like that. It's like, you might not, like, get it the first time. So I don't want to, like, dismiss it because of that. Personally. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, and that's I guess that but is possible. But it does feel like that sometimes, and even, like, particularly on some of the slower songs, he's got these, like, really extensive like harmonies because he has this really like he's like a harmonizer that when he sings it like turns his voice into a million parts kind of thing yeah and it's like i'm sure to him the composer the guy who knows the chords there's like total crazy differences between all these pieces Mm -hmm. but to me it just sounds like the same massive chord every time like it's too big and yeah uh, for, for me to parse first. It's
0: the difference, like mentally, is he's the hi fi, like speakers or like headphones, and we're like cheap, shitty, like airport yeah. ones. Like, yeah, I maybe am just not musically attuned enough to understand it. And he talked about in the end, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, the technology, you want to make it like emphasize the human spirit rather than obscure it. And I feel like that's a good sentiment, but I don't think he hit the mark with, with his harmonizer. It often muddied the words for me and made me just kind of tune out. Cause I was like, "Well, fuck." That's you doing true. This. It
1: does. It also makes it difficult to hear what he's actually singing. Hmm. Um. But the kids seem to love it. The kids <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah. Maybe dude. we're just old fucks.
0: It, that could be it. I was. I kept looking over to the right, and there was one like bald guy, probably like forties to fifties, and I was just like. I'm doing what he's doing. He's just standing there, like, <laughs> nodding his head a a occasionally.
1: And yeah, I mean, the, a lot of the songs, I think, do have get, get a pretty good groove and have some cool stuff in them. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I do enjoy several of his songs, but yeah, some of them blend together for be, me. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, let's talk about what I think was maybe one of the strong suits, visuals at the show. Yeah. Um, visuals in general, great part about concerts, you get to see things. When we showed up, the first thing we did was like we're like, well, let's take a look at what instruments are on stage here."
1: Yeah, there was like a few repeat you don't we haven't seen this a whole lot in concerts, but like repeat instruments. because mm-hmm. like, there were three, four, five, like six of them on stage, I think.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. There was three in the corner, yeah. and then Jacob Collier, the bassist and the drummer.
1: Yeah, and like there were a few sets of, like these, just like synth rigs, basically. Mm-hmm. With uh, like a Nord stage and something, some Novation thing. Yeah, I don't know those <laughs> by model.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't know much of yeah. synths.
1: Yeah, and um... yeah, where was going with that?
0: Um, yeah, pretty rich, <laughs> pretty dense with the instruments. <laughs> yeah,
1: there was a lot of stuff. Good singing, um, and I mean, like the energy was there. He was definitely he, energetic. He was certainly energetic. He was like running around the stage, and he'd hit a bunch of drums go and bang on the piano a bit. Um, yeah. So that was there. But I, I I, never got swept up in it in the way I, I have the energy in some other shows. But maybe I'm just more of a rock and roll guy. I guess that's the other thing, is this is probably the first concert that I've gone to It's not really like a rock and roll concert, you know? His roots are more in, like, jazz and pop.
0: I suppose, yeah.
1: So that was probably part of it, too.
0: I could be. I've seen... I think I've seen shows that aren't rock and roll. Um, I don't know how you'd classify Andrew Bird. So. He's kind of rock. Yeah, I mean, folk, I saw kinda. like a horn, just one horn.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember how many of them there were. I saw a I think, horn. I saw like a horn. There was like seven. I mean, like I, I guess I have gone shows that aren't like a rock show, but this was
0: like standing room. Like it felt like it was gonna yeah, be. Yeah, it felt like it was gonna be a yeah a real energetic
1: which it. It was I just I mean, had trouble was. getting swept up in it? I don't know. Because
0: I mean, you talk about Jacob Collier running around. Nobody else really gets to do anything. They're kind of almost shackled to their little stations. That's true. Whereas Jacob Collier's running fucking loops. Like he, uh, it was because like Frank Turner. To go back to a concert man, we love mm-hmm. very energetic on stage. Mm-hmm. He's getting down in the audience. He's getting surfed on the audience. He's you know he's over to one side of the stage. He's sweating. Um. With call, you're doing it. I was like, unnerved. <laughs> it's just like, I felt like he was trying too hard, maybe to like,
1: maybe, I don't impress know, impress me. It was just not the like, kind of energy, <sighs> something. Cause, like, like we said, other people were getting swept up in it.
0: Yeah. The, people were like, and he'd be like, oh,
1: we're about maybe to play this like, song.
0: It's
1: just like Gen Z energy. And we just like, don't understand.
0: It's Gen energy. <laughs> Gen Z energy. That could be it. Um, Talking about those multiple instruments, though, do you think it sucks to be in the Jacob, Jacob Collier band
1: because, like, he's sometimes just like doing the thing that y- that you, you yeah he is every do. he gets to do
0: all the fun parts yeah and then you're just there to yeah, hold I down know. the rest yeah I I mean it's like being in Boston and not being Tom <laughs> <I> mean, Scholes. <laughs> Tom
1: Scholes. Um, I think maybe a little bit they they seem to be doing some decent stuff though he did I mean I guess he would like highlight. Highlighted all the members, which was which
0: Oh, He was, highlighted uh, yeah. every person to ever sure. live on the this planet. Crew, yeah, I mean, amazing how all of his favorite people on the planet were in that room. In that room.
1: Um,
0: and he really wanted us to know who was Spanish and who was Italian. Yeah. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> Why? I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, yes, there's a really
1: extended section where he introduced everybody, which, yeah, I mean, it's nice to give people credit. It was also, I lost some energy, lost some momentum.
0: Yeah, oh, it's heaps of momentum. We'll, yeah. talk, we'll talk about encores in general. Still focusing on the visual element. Um, yeah, we didn't say anything about the visual. But we we kind of did. Yeah. We talked about the instruments, got hung up on that. Right. <laughs> We're bringing it back. I wanted um, to complain for the band's sake. Um, but you're right, they are obviously skilled musicians because yeah. they need to be at least as technical as the parts Jacob Collier has created mm-hmm. in his weird twisted mind. Twisted, bro. Twisted. The visuals, I like the lighting scheme.
1: Yeah, I like the newer like LED setups they have mm-hmm. at concerts because they're just so much
0: like sleeker than the old bulbs and stuff. Bulbs just, and like, stuff, yeah, them. they're much. They're crisp. Yeah. They give a really nice image, and the yeah, the nice patterns colors. and things you can do. Yeah, is really and he did nice. some really
1: cool color combinations too. And yeah. it wasn't even like that complicated. What he had, it was no. basically like a logo that I didn't recognize, but it's a J that like, curls around into a C. C.
0: Yeah, is it also supposed to be like a D and also a music note? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was almost too unclear to me. But yeah, it was like it was, it was a nice stuff. enough. Like looking a D logo. for Jesse, yeah. But also a J for Jesse. Also, a, yeah, J for Jesse, and also uh, a music note because he likes music. He likes music. <laughs> That's how I would, <laughs> how I would introduce he's a music a guy. Yeah, uh, he likes music. This is, this is uh, Jacob. He's into music. He's into music. Also, he was born in 1994. Oh, I guess he's so he's not that much. He's young, Not that much younger than us. He looks us. like he's 20. Period. Yeah, he
1: does look pretty young. I think he's kind of like a rich kid. So, like, he's
0: got yeah, two, that wouldn't he's surprise like, me. He like
1: came up well.
0: I'm not ha, actually sure. Yeah. Though. No, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to start railing against the rich here, yeah. but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, fucking lost the thought here.
1: Um, visuals, visuals about the LEDs, about the big
0: logo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked that. And I like, cause then it was just kind of like minimal lights up at the front.
1: Yeah. And sometimes, like, I know, like, when we saw Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. I kind of thought the Rob Zombie part of the show. Like the back was just like covered in screens and it was like a bit, I thought it was a bit much, but I also wasn't as into Rob Zombie still not really, but like, I really like the Alice Cooper one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then yeah, there was then a lot of screens. It, it was all I'm screens. But he also sure. like, because he's like a film director. Film director so he yeah. showed like some stuff from his films it's too. His so films I guess it and some
0: music videos. Because he had that like Dracula one. Oh, where yeah, it was like a drag videos. racing Dracula? Yeah, and the
1: werewolf women of the SS, which I believe was in like the Grindhouse double bill as a fake yeah, ad.
0: Yeah, I believe that's right.
1: Um, so yeah, I'm not always on board with the with the screens, but I know like Rush. What Rush does is they have they'll have screens in the back showing stuff, sketches sometimes, sketches that um, they've made, um, but yeah. also like they have cameras going around the stage that like point at them and you'll see it. So I mean that's right. cool because then you can see
0: them that's, up close from the back. I love that for the nosebleed sections, yeah, I, which is where we were. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, that's what he looks like. <laughs> that's, so that's, yeah, it's a simple move, but that's a great way to yeah. really give it to the fans in the back, right?
1: The other thing Rush does is uh, because like uh, i don't know after some point in their career they stopped like bringing their amps on stage Mm -hmm. because they don't need them you just pipe into the pa system right all their amps are backstage somewhere and then it gets sent out to the speakers so they would just like put other stuff there so when i saw them for snakes and arrows uh they just had like a bunch of like rotisserie chicken things just on the (laughs) stage so it's like visual gags that's fun
0: That's fun. Yeah, there's a lot you can do with a setup or even just like minimal. I've seen it where it's like just a rug and whatever instrument stands (laughs) you need. Yeah. And like, that's it. That's also very, and yeah, another visual effect, speaking of Rush, Pyrotechnics. Oh, yeah. I think that may be the only show I've seen Pyrotechnics at, music, concert.
1: I mean, surely Ellis
0: Cooper? (laughs) You would think that would seem like something I can't would remember, do. but yes, Definitely they, they, do,
1: do, they do fire during Witch Hunt a lot, yeah. or they did past tense because they don't, tour,
0: they don't anymore. tour anymore. I've heard Alex Lifeson's new band is pretty good.
1: Oh, I haven't checked it out yet,
0: nor have I, but something to think about. Um, what other striking visual concerts have you seen?
1: Um, I mean, Flaming Lips was cool, Flaming Lips has like big inflatable things on the stage. That's right. Eventually, <laughs> in the
0: audience lot. during the COVID pandemic, they had the, the bubbles. To put people in.
1: Oh, I mean, there was also a part of that show where, uh, oh, what's it, Wayne?
0: Wayne? Wayne something. Something.
1: Forgetting his last name. Um, he, like, went in a bubble and, mm-hmm. like, crowd surfed in the bubble. Yeah. And there was a platform out in the middle of the audience. So he crowd surfed to the, platform, to the platform, and, like, platform and, like, sang from there. I think it was in Space Oddity at the time, too. I, be- I believe that it is it was correct. was pretty cool. <laughs> that was a cool show, too. Um, they had, like, a big, like, the entire back behind them was, like, a grid of... Fairly spaced out lights, but like LEDs. And then mm-hmm. they could do cool patterns and stuff with like that. But it just looked like a cage.
0: Damn. That's nuts. That's, I'm jealous. Yeah. I think Flaming Lips are actually here in May. And if I don't get to see that show, I will lose my mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go for it. I went alone because, you know, you, I mean, you gave me that ticket. I gave you that ticket. Um,
0: it was a $20 ticket. That was yeah, crazy.
1: And that was, that, was very, that was a good show.
0: Great show. I'm glad. Glad to hear that. Um, on the flip side of visuals, because visuals are a bonus, but, but they can also, one, kind of go wrong or stray like in the Rob Zombie show where it doesn't necessarily connect with you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also just like the no visual front where you go to a casino to see uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Nazareth. Nazareth, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's just three drunk dudes on stage.
1: Four. Well, okay, they weren't all drunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> three drunk dudes, one sober guy, <laughs>
1: and one guy just like being a pretty good drummer. You yeah, know, like holding it shorts. down. Um, yeah, I get. I mean, that's an aesthetic choice too. Like, particularly if you're talking, like, if you go to a bar or something, you don't really mm-hmm. expect a light show. No, that's you know? for sure. And part of that, if it's more like a punk performance, it kind of makes sense. You know, feels a yeah. Little then it's usually direct. carried in the, the you know the
0: aesthetics, all about the dudes on stage. Yeah, looking, exactly. Looking kind of grungy. Hey, I saw a punk show on Halloween where the, the dudes were all dressed as nuns. It's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: Fun. Nun costume.
0: Can't get enough of that. Um no. so we've talked about the visuals. We've talked about our general feelings on the the concert, Jacob Collier. So it's our general feelings on concerts in general. hmm Very general good on the show. Good concerts things. are good things. Concerts are good things. I love them. I'm happy to be going to them
1: again. Yeah though they um, do make me a little uncomfortable because yeah. I don't know if I should be going to them but I want to go to them I want to go to them so like I'm I'm a weak human being
0: I'm vaxxed, I'm you know masked I'm yeah. doing the best I can uh Alex let's talk about what happens after the concert an encore
1: Ah, uh, yes an encore
0: Now people have different opinions on encore some people are you know cynical cuz like oh everybody does an encore so Yeah why I do, do think it at all? I
1: mean I do think it's kind of silly mm-hmm. that every time you have to do like the pageantry of like one more song for you guys, play one more song, yeah. leave the lights don't go up, uh, yeah, and then everyone just has to cheer to get them back on.
0: Yeah, but when it works, like when I'm enjoying the show, yeah, I, I bite don't, for a hook on and say,
1: like I always clap with yeah. everyone because I'm like I I i bought into this. I, I know don't want to be up. the reason we he all doesn't know what's going on out. Here. Yeah. <laughs> He's not like, gonna come back and be like, "Sorry, that guy's not coming." That guy's not. And then get, just get him out. Up. <laughs> lights up. I'm out. <laughs> Fly to the next one. Actually, he's doing another show here tonight. Yeah, but he yes. Um, but I, I've had some questionable uh, encores and some better encores and some no encores. Some like encores, Yeah, like when I saw the Stampeders, they were like, they're like in their seventies, right? Right. And I, it was a decent show, and they were like, "Guys, we're not going to do the encore thing. Like, we're just letting you know ahead of time."
0: Letting you know, and this then is yeah, the like show. they
1: left, the lights went up, and we're like, "All right, they played all their songs." Like,
0: That's good, and I like the the house lights being able to guide you and say, "Yeah, I mean, it's like, like post credit scenes in movies too. It's like, yeah. oh, the lights are up. There's nothing to see here." <laughs> yeah, it is very good. Um, yeah. yeah, I've had a few non encores. I respect it. But I also like a good encore. When yeah, what what are you what are some of your favorite encores? Let's see. Well and if actually Frank Turner ones are really good. Mm-hmm. Um I think when I saw Iron Maiden in uh twenty eleven. Uh, yeah that was a while ago that, that was like was a while ago 2010 just because that's like the classic like oldies band move where you're like hey we didn't play our super duper
1: right yet. you don't play your one and are like and
0: they're gone and it's like no, no we're coming back right. it's
1: 666 six, six. yeah like uh when we saw uh loverboy and glass tiger glass tiger didn't play um uh, don't forget me when i'm gone
0: and we're
1: like you guys gotta play you that gotta and then they saved that. it for the encore yeah um, and they even, like, name dropped it at one point in the show. That was kind of fun. Right. Um, Playing with people. But even, like, at Jacob Collier, mm-hmm. he had that melodica on stage the entire the show. The entire was, like, show. Chekhov's melodica has got to go off here. At some point. And it wasn't until the encore, so I guess that was probably, I assume that's what it was meant for. Yeah, it like, it was on stage. It was on stage. But some used.
0: things didn't get used on that stage. Like, the hat that just stood on the double bass. True. It was just on the bass. But he did play that bass. He did play that
1: bass. Yeah. But yeah it was just a fuzzy hat. it' a fuzzy hat, yeah, um, uh, let's see questionable or good encores um i question oh yeah, okay, uh, I saw Jethro Tull back in yeah. twenty eleven for the fortieth anniversary of Aqualung. Mm-hmm. and um, they didn't play Aqualung, the song mm-hmm. until the encore, which I didn't think was a good idea. I think they should have played it not then, like I don't know when they should have played it. But to be like, oh, we're off. And they're like, they haven't played Aqualung yet. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, come on. <laughs> and then, like, they kind of fucked up the queue a bit at the start. Oh, no. But it was just a, a spotlight issue. But anyway, it, it, was still, it was still
0: a good time. But. That's excellent. I'm sorry. I'm so distracted by this cat. By this cat
1: that is now walking in. Menacing our. Uh, and, like, our might step on a cable setup. and ruin the entire setup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, that is a questionable encore situation. Um. Um,
1: I, I always like the move where like they come out one at a time. Yes. So like the lights are down, everyone's cheering, and like it's still damn and like you know, it's kinda like like dim blue lights on the stage so like they can sort of see. Yeah, and then yeah. like the drummer comes out and you hear this like, Oh, that I coming back. Out. Oh my god. And then like the bass player comes out or, or something. So that's something like I mean that. classic
0: move, but Yeah. It gets me going. <laughs> that is good, yes. Yeah, the one by one, you're like, Holy crap, can we get the singer out? They're just gonna do an (laughs) instrumental version of their hit song. (laughs) You get the singer on Mm -hmm. it's it's good. What's not good? Uh, We haven't
1: talked about Jacob Collier's encore. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) coming into what's not good. I think personally, I don't think one ending on under the half baked covers is a good move.
1: Yeah, did he play? What did he play? He
0: played "In My Room" by the Beach Boys, and then he played "Blackbird." Dreadful rendition of Blackbird.
1: Yeah, his like really heavily harmonized, heavily
0: one. harmonized, and like no other features going on. Yeah, it was like if that Radiohead song was singing Blackbird to me. Fitter, better <laughs> robot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Blackbird singing in the dead of night.
1: In the dead of night. I I thought the like the first thing where you got them all out and they all sat on like that bench and were just kind of like that was a that was a cool thing. That would have been a fine ending, yeah. not my choice, but like I would I would think an encore should be like of the final encore should be, like, more energetic. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being, I think, but... Well, it ended up being but that was cool. Me.
0: Oh, yeah. That was, I mean... A w- move I've literally seen pulled off by a youth pastor. So yeah, <laughs> like yeah, absolutely. That,
1: yeah, I'm definitely not a fan of that move. No. And then the extended directing section in the middle that I thought just, like, brought everything to a screeching halt. A screeching halt. And because I was expect, kept expecting, like, oh, this this thing he's getting us to do is going gonna, is gonna to factor into this. He's going to start singing. He's yeah, going to yeah. start singing. And then he just kind of, like, scrapped that all and started something completely different. It's like, I was kind of expecting... <laughs>
0: yeah, because the first thing he did was, like, choral. And it was like, hey, yeah. you guys are going low. I'm getting you guys to do an up-down, like, yeah. going over here now. And he was, like, really managing it. And part of me was like, is he just, like, are we doing it wrong? And he's just trying to get yeah. us to fucking fix it? Or, but he was doing that for, like, five minutes and then he's like stop and I'm like okay and he made us do this because they keep doing this thing with the lights where he gets us all to raise up at the kind of end of the section Yeah, and, and the lights come on and it gives you this real holy feel and then he stops I'm like oh, okay that's when we're going to end it
1: yeah so if, <laughs> if I mean it seems like he could take that and like teach you things throughout the show mm-hmm. and then reincorporate that and then like pull it out of nowhere and you're like I already know how to do that Yeah. because you showed, me, you showed before, me before but there was never any, th- any ideas that, that kept that stuck yeah. Anything they were just discarded, and but
0: and you know I like it because I, I like most other musicians will say, "Here's what we're going to do." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the what is Even going like, to happen. Yeah, like very
1: basic outline. Of like, yeah. Like, like so I'm yeah, going to tell you to do a thing, and you do that. You thing do that. Like, All right. And it's going
0: to make something exciting happen. But he was just like, "Listen, you do what I fucking do, or you get out of the show." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he makes us do the choral bit, and I thought it was just be like, "Okay, unite us on a harmonizing note." We get out. Right on. Great day. You know, good enough. Not my ending for a concert, yeah. but it well, sounds it like a Jacob. Call. It makes sense. But then he gets, he goes to one party and makes him go, huh. and he <laughs> <it> comes <laughs> over to our half and he makes us go like, or something. Like he's just oh, yeah, like assigning random noises. There was a bit where he had to be like,
1: <laughs> yeah, you just and to, like, like snorting. I was like, my mask on. <laughs> it was, yeah, a little confusing. And also, like, kind of hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it was very difficult. <laughs>
0: He had a lot of, like, lung capacity. So, yeah, and then he's going, and he's going, and he's going, and that one just, like, he... Well, I guess we forgot to talk about his other on stage bit, which is just, like, kind of I'm a little scamp kind of goofs. Where he's like, oh, the spotlight's there. Oops, I stepped out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, I'm over here now. It's me, Jacob. And I was like, play the fucking song. As <laughs> <Like, laughs> so he's doing that, where he's like, at the side of the stage looking at one group of the member, group of the audience, but pointing at the other ones to get them to do a thing, and they're like, Oh, you think I'm gonna tell you to do something? I'm not gonna right. do it. Right, right. It was it's like just, confusing people. So I would have just preferred he spat in my face and let me go. <laughs> but yeah, wraps it up with a lean on me cover. Yeah. Which not a move. Not a really move. a fan of. Not a big fan of. And then but people were so hyped up. Really hyped up for lean on me. They were then they um, were then dancing to the exit music.
1: Yes, we were like we were like uh, sauntering out of the theater. Yeah. yeah, there was like a dance party going on behind us. To like September, was, yeah. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. You know? Know? Great song, but yeah. it's not like Jake Collier like, just performed yeah, it. I didn't get
0: um, as hype for it. No, I was I was fed up with his shit at that <laughs> point. No, I like an encore where eh, I like a little talking in it. Maybe you know we talk about the night how good it was. I like to be made to feel like I did a good job as the audience member.
1: Yeah, did Portugal the Man also like not do an encore?
0: I feel yeah, like they, like, I put, think like, so.
1: Words up, and they're like, we're not they're doing like, this. Cause.
0: Yeah, also not like a crazy good show, but like, yeah, eh, at least at least you got what was on the label.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting show, and you know the songs that I do like. Dang, you got to hear you cool here. You're like, oh, that's cool. Um. But yeah, I guess I'm not as into it as I thought I was.
0: Yeah, definitely a, a good way to find out that I'm not the target audience yeah. <laughs> at all. And that, hey, there's some good stuff in there, but I don't need to, I don't need to be a part of that. Um, Alex, any other closing thoughts on concerts in yeah, general?
1: I hate to be so much of a downer. I'm just looking forward to seeing more of them now. That uh, yeah, me too. Opening back up and hopefully not closing again
0: we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh we will see. Yeah, no, I love concerts. I love going to them. I love hearing about them. And I tell you this, even bad ones can be pretty fun. Yeah. Especially when you get to talk about them afterwards. Yeah. Um collar not going to see him again, glad I saw him though.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that was yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely like I can check that off the
0: Checking list. Off the list. The thing
1: I wanted to do.
0: So that's really it for this episode, people. Sorry if you're expecting something longer. Sorry if you still got a commute to go, but uh, that's the way it is. Been a bit loose here. We got sushi to eat. We got sushi to eat. We got sunsets to watch. Now, uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter or through the email address, covermepod at gmail.com. For the emails, hashtag covermepod at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wiseguy for the tweets. Tell us about some concerts you've been to, your best times, your worst times, the in us times, some of the weird times. What kind of visuals you like? What kind of what kind of drinks you like to get at a concert? We didn't even talk about the inclusion of drugs, mostly because Alex doesn't take drugs. So it would have been a pretty short, a pretty one-sided conversation. <laughs> but hey, kids, I could tell you some stories. Um, but yeah, tell us your concert stories. Maybe we'll read them out in a future episode, and then we can all have a good laugh together. That does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, Cover Me.